A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Welcome back to another episode of a World Game Changers podcast, Relationship Edition. My name is Bob Conlon. I am a life, love, and leadership champion, a professional certified coach with the International Coach Federation, and just a lover of relationships. I love being in a conversation about relationships. If you've been following along, thank you so much for listening. And uh, I'm really excited to have our, our next guest here, a gentleman that I know a little bit about, um, but hoping to know much more about uh, by the end of this podcast. So um, I'd like to introduce to you all, uh, Kev Bailey. Kev, how are you? I'm all right, Bob. Thank you very much for letting me come onto your show and inviting me here. Mm. Yeah, my, my pleasure. I'm so excited to, uh, to have you here and to get your take on relationship. And um, if we were just to jump right in, you know, we shared a little bit before we, we pressed record here, but I, I, w- I was sharing my take on relationship and how, you know, I believe we're in relationship to everything, you know, people, places, things, circumstances, the future, what have you, and that those relationships all get impacted by this, this relationship that we have with ourselves. Um, I'd love to hear, um, your, wait, a, your thoughts on that, like, um, how, how, how that aligns with maybe who you are and what you do when it comes to relationship and, um, kind of go from there. Well, I definitely believe that we're related to everything and even little things that we do and thoughts that we put out there. Once you do an event or make a move on something or put the thought out there the whole universe has to shift mm-hmm. to you know consolidate whatever it is that you're thinking about or, or what you've actually done whether i don't know you may have just um cut off a friend or like recently my relationship split up so then the universe has to change everything because it may have had a plan that me and my girlfriend were supposed to go on to do this that and the other but because we've had free will and we've decided to end the relationship. So the universe is probably going up there for Christ's sake, but you get a grip. We had this all sorted out and now they have to replan everything. And so they've got to shift everything around. And if I am supposed to work with a female partner, and I think the idea was that it was going to be a bit of yin and yang and mm-hmm. having a female energy coming in with a male energy to help people to heal and stuff. Maybe they're going to find me another partner. Maybe they've decided that ain't going to work. You know, maybe my ego's too big or something like that. And I've got to go and do it on my own. I haven't a clue, you know. But it's all about going with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm open to whatever possibilities they put in my general direction. Yeah, being yeah. being open to it, um, I got the sense that there, you know, there was a timeline or a path that you were on that yes. has now changed and shifted, and how the universe is now conspiring to su- support yeah. you or redirect you, and and just really somebody, being open to that. Somebody said to me recently that I was coming to a fork in the road, and that mm-hmm. I had to go and make the correct choice and go with my heart, 
and as hard as it was, my girlfriend made the choice for me. Yeah. Um, as hard as that was, you just have to accept and let it go because at the end of the day, if it wasn't working for her and she decided to end it, then you, there's no point trying to force things and getting, you do get a bit upset. It's a, like a bit of grief. We had sure. a relationship for six years. and But once you get over that grief point, and then you sit back and you look at yourself and you reflect about your part in your downfall, if you like. And then once you realize what they are and realize the lessons, and then hopefully you can take the other thought, which is taking you in the right direction, wherever that may lead. And But hopefully next time you, you do get in a relationship, you're a bit older and wiser and you might not stuff up the same way as you did in the last one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you've yeah. learned something about yourself, right? About yeah. relationship and that process. Because, I mean, my last girlfriend, I was in a marriage for 37 years that I we then ended. And then I I had a little dalliance after that with a lady for a few months, which didn't work out. And then this next long-term relationship, but she was still triggering me about things from my previous relationship that I hadn't let go of or didn't realize. And, um, but then when I did start to realize, luckily enough, I wasn't reacting in the same way where in my first relationship in that marriage, I would have gone back at my wife and argued the toss with her and things mm -hmm. like that. In this relationship, a lot of the time I realized that my girlfriend was projecting her issues at me. And so therefore I realized it was her insecurity and stuff like that. Mm. But she was also triggering me because she was behaving the same as my ex-wife. Mm. And so therefore I had to go away and look at me. But I normally with her, I didn't argue back. I just said, okay, fine. You know, that's what you believe. That's your issue. It's not mine. So I'm going to walk off and go and get my head together and, I'm not having a screaming and shouting match with you. So, you know, so that's the way I've changed. So what the next relationship's going to bring, what that's going to teach me, I don't know. But, hey, I'm looking forward to finding out. Yeah. Yeah, I think our relationships are, are some of our greatest teachers. How are, you, how are you doing going through the heartbreak or how are you taking care of yourself? So, um... I do do a little bit of self healing on myself, but mm. and, and let's let's tell us like what what do you do like who are you in the world what, okay. what do you do yeah so yeah. for the last twenty years I've been waking up mm. my previous to that I was complete and utter muggle I was all into the you know money cars big job, big house, all that sort of thing, all the materialistic rubbish. I didn't have a very good relationship with my dad when I was young. Mm -hmm. He was an ex-military policeman. He was quite strict. And I'm an Aquarian and I'm a bit of a rebel. And then I put on this false front because I'd been bullied in childhood. So I made myself out to be a bit of a nutter so people would stay away from me and not bully me anymore. And then my dad died and we just re repaired the relationship. But that made me really, really angry. I'd been teaching martial arts for about 20 years. and knew a little bit about meditation. 
Well, I was also running a pub and I was trying to keep the village idiots out and the powder your nose brigade and stuff like that. And and that was making me angrier. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had to do something. And then I had a sequence of events. I don't call them coincidence anymore because it's like the proverbial spiritual size 11 up your backside. I read a book review in the papers. I don't normally read book reviews. It was Lorna Burns, Angels Hen Your Hair. It had quite an emotional effect on me, which then led me to have a conversation with somebody in the pub and she said, oh, I know a man that will sort you out. So the next minute, this medium's come down to do what he called a rescue job on me. And there was me, him and my dead dad, dead dad sat in this back, back room of the pub. Wow. All crying our eyes out because he could feel the emotions and see what it was doing to me. He was too far away to go to his meditation classes. So I had a conversation with somebody else in the pub. He said to me, oh, a friend of mine goes to a place down the road. So I went and the first couple of times I thought, yeah, okay, get nothing here. Anyway, I went the third time and about the third, I started to see things and feel things. And I went, wow, you've been a bit stupid. There is more to life than you think. And then from that day, I've not looked back. So I trained with this lady. I'd done three years in kinesiology, two years in crystal healing Mm. um, and a year spiritual healing with her. I also went to the Corinthian church to get more practical experience of hands-on healing. And then I still knew I had issues with my dad. So I went to see a shamanic healer. And after the session with her, I'd been starting to do clients part-time with kinesiology and stuff. But I had a few really difficult ones that I couldn't sort of get my head around and help them to get better. So I started inviting her up to start working on these clients. So I then became her unofficial apprentice. Mm. I did do a full shamanic course as well, but then we've done so many weird and wonderful things together. And then I, I used to keep them all separate, but now I just amalgamate the lot and it's tailor-made to the client. And so my main thing is I believe that our emotions are what makes us ill. And so I like to go back and clear everybody's current life history, if you like. Sometimes past lives come up, but it's mainly current life. So things like if you're talking relationships, it's relationships with parents, brothers and sisters, school colleagues, teachers, partners that you may have had since then. All these sort of things where people may have used and abused you. Um, and then they've manifested as an illness because you've not been able to handle the lesson that I believe yeah. that we agreed to before we come here. You know, we've forgotten about the agreements, and then we get caught in the drama, and the drama takes it all out of us, and then we end up either getting ill or having a breakdown or whatever it might be. But really what we need to do is go back and have a look at these incidents and relive them in a safe way but allow yourself to release all the emotions behind it. And it was quite amazing. I did a lady the other day. She's a, she's a bit of a medium and stuff, but she's been in pain for 20 years, but she got abused as a child. And then because she never told anybody, somebody else in the family got abused by the same person. So all that guilt ate her up. 
and created the pain. But then another family, younger family member had a child who was also related to this person that had been doing the abusing. And she actually went and told them. So obviously she was very anxious about doing that and what sort of reception she got. But she did get a good reception and hopefully that's put paid to the abuse. Mm. But when she released her guilt, about three or four days later, she rang the lady that organizes this healing day for me and said 75% of her pain had gone. Wow. It's just all that emotion that she'd been holding on to for all those years. Yes, there's still a lot of work to do, but the most part of it has gone. And it's just amazing what our brains do to our bodies and how they mess us up, you know, by holding on to all this stuff. And then that's why you get people that have addictions with food and gambling and alcohol and drugs and all that is they can't deal with their emotions. So most of the time they're trying to escape and that's their way of escaping to do it. So even self-harming and anorexia, bulimia, all that sort of thing is a similar sort of thing. But when hopefully you can go back and release the original triggers for causing those addictions, then technically those addictions should go away. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's fascinating. I, I, you know, even my own healing journey, my own experience, like noticing where certain things like sit or live in my body, like previous traumas or harms or things like that. And, um, um, you know, I, I've been in like, uh, like a yoga class where I was doing some like hip opener thing and like just yeah. started sobbing uncontrollably like what and being like what is happening yeah and then mm-hmm. I, I I looked up or like I guess like like grief can really sit in your hip area and I was like whoa you know it was just such a profound yes. like experience like there's such a strong mind body spirit connection that you know if we're not connected to we I feel like that, you know, we pay, we can pay the price through pain, yes. through addiction, through trauma, like, you know, unresolved trauma. Yeah. Yes. Well, so- I paid the price two years ago because I ended up having a heart bypass. And then the beginning of this year, I got pneumonia and pleurisy as well, thanks to our magic friend that's going around at the minute. But then looking back at the emotional stuff, some of it, I'm ex-army as well. So that's another thing. People look at me and think, well, how did you get into this? Um, so there was a abuse in my body in Germany when we were over there and stuff like so mm-hmm. drinking too much, smoking too much and stuff. But also a lot of it was the heartache from childhood, the sure. marriage that I was going through. There may have been a little bit at the time of that current relationship that I was in. And so I there was also a bit of a chain going on soul contract wise, which I'll tell you about in a second. But then because I hadn't resolved all of those issues, that's when I then got the lung stuff and the lungs are about not wanting to release the emotion. Mm. And so I had to really have a hard look at myself. But one of the other things was my granddad and my dad were both in boring jobs coming up to retirement um, but really couldn't leave until they retired because they wouldn't have got another job. They were both in dodgy marriages, if you like. And then within a couple of years of retirement, they both died of heart issues. And I was going the same way. But one of the things that I did when I went to see 
Jeannie, my shamanic teacher, is she made me journey to the Hall of Akashic Records, where I met this guy, you know, with all the robes, looked a bit like Jesus. And he had a parchment there, which he changed and signed, and I signed it, and I gave him a pearl up there on the proviso that when I got back to reality, I would give a pearl down here. So I did. I went down the local river and done a bit of a ceremony and chucked a pearl in the river. And then I was driving home and I don't get subtle hints and they know that. So they pushed me right back <laughs> in my car seat by my third eye. Wow. And I went, what the? And then I realized what it was all about. So I realized as well, I still had to have the heart issue, but it didn't kill me. Mm. And so I'm still alive to tell the tale and to annoy people for another 20 years, hopefully. <laughs> so, yeah, it's weird how these things all work out and all these relationships. And yeah. 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 So, so going back, like, you know, to how you're doing, you know, you know, working with your heartbreak, you started saying that you did some healing on, on yourself. What is, what does that look like? Or what does that entail? It's mainly, Trying to go into a meditative state and have a look at your life and see where your regrets are. And you might call them mistakes, but really they're just lessons. And go back and maybe if you can't do it to the person in person, you can do it energetically. They do get it energetic. I do it with my clients all the time. Um I get it where sometimes a mum and daughter fall out. They've not spoken for a year. I get the mum on the bench on the table. We do the work with a daughter. And then lo and behold, maybe a week or two weeks, daughter rings and they get back together and repair the relationship. Yeah. So yeah. doing that yourself and going through it. So there's stuff that I needed to do to apologize to my ex-wife and things like that. I've even had my ex-wife on the couch and got her to do the same thing to me because unfortunately she's got some health issues as well, which I probably have helped to create. Mm. And we're still friends. You know, we can't stay in each other's energies for too long, but we're still friends. There's no real need to hate her or anything like that. She does say when I do kinesiology and the lymphatic massage that I poke her harder than anybody else when I do it, but it's all part of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really hard, but sometimes you don't even realize what it is that's messed you up. And so, therefore, that's when you have to go to somebody external. And then hopefully they give you what's going on. Like over the weekend, I asked my another shamanic friend to have a look at this issue with my leg. And so she's come up with, yes, I have been psychically attacked and some of it has been related to my past um, romances and things like that. But then, like I said, she picked all this stuff up that's waiting at my back to come in to help me change to go to the next level. But I didn't realise I had to ask it in. I, always, I thought I'd already given it permission. So where that's going to take me as well, I don't know, but I'm willing to go because I even had this question from my ex-girlfriend. If spirit told me to do something and she didn't want me to do it, would I still do it? And I said, I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, I'm committed to spirit. 
and you find you can come along for the journey should you wish but if you don't wish then you've got free will that's your choice but and in a way it's like being in the army you get married in the army the army tells you to do something you have to go and do it no matter what the wife says you know and then when you come back then you have to make up and talk through it and stuff like that so although obviously spirit is a place of love and the army's probably a place of not so much loving you know it's it's quite a similar thing to you know to work out yeah but yeah i think you have if you're going to get into this and do it properly you have to talk the talk and also walk it sure yeah because otherwise you ain't going to do it and they'll take you i believe they'll take your gifts away you know Mm. if you're using and abusing them or not living up to what you have promised and committed to yeah Mm. yeah um if if like this is a new conversation for someone or, or someone's like for the first time hearing about like, whoa, energies and, and, yes. you know, past lives and shamanic healing. And um, where would you like, where would you have them start or if they were curious or, or wanted to learn more about, you know, how this could help them? I would probably say to do something like you said, go to a yoga class, go to a meditation class, learn breathing correct breathing methods and things because they that tends to bring stuff to the surface as well and then you really need to find somebody who can guide you and put you on the right path and show you the signposts they're not there as a guru but somebody it's like when i used to teach martial arts you always wanted your student to become better than you and then you knew you had done a, a brilliant job. Whereas some martial arts instructors, they get upset if their students become better than them and they get jealous and envious and all that. But it's not about that. You know, I'm an old fart. And if I'm teaching somebody of 18, at some point he's going to become well better than me. He'll be fitter and all the rest of it. So, you know, and it's nice to see that you've done a really good job. And then your student goes on to do bigger and better things. So, like I say, you don't want you don't want to go to somebody who wants you to worship them, because then they're not as spiritual as they think they are. Mm. But you need to go somebody that will coach you and lead you in the right direction and point you to go and do X, Y, Z to experiment to find out for yourself because everybody's different, and what works for one person doesn't work for another. You know. So I think that's the basic place to start. Um, I don't know, maybe even possibly go and see a medium or something like that because they can give you pointers. But I always like to do three or four different mediums that don't know me. And if they all say the same thing, then I'll take note. But if they're all telling different things, then I'll just note it, but don't take any notice, if you like, until events catch up, and then I'll realise which one has been the closest and probably go with what their advice is but yeah and i mean if people are struggling with health and things like that and everybody wants to turn because we've been programmed to turn to allopathic doctors and take the pill and stuff like that and we expect the miraculous you know recovery Mm -hmm. 
sometimes before you even get to that stage, it would be better to go and see a healer of some sort because they can probably stop you reaching that stage and help you to release whatever it is spiritually that's holding you back or starting to create this illness because we always create it in our aura first before it manifests in the body and better to catch it in the aura than when like me you've had the heart bypass or whatever you know so there are lots of places that you can go but it's trying to find a place where you can get the correct and the right advice that's probably the hardest you can read books um but again you have to be careful what books because it could be somebody else's belief and their take on things mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily know that they're right however if you read again four or five different books and they're all saying similar things then there has to be some underlying truth that you really need to go and look at and hopefully that helps you to move forward yeah that kind of like um like how many how many more hints do i need <laughs> or, you know i keep seeing or, or experiencing the same things um my i just when you were sharing I, I got um disconnected to kind of my own experience of getting into different healing um methodologies as a yes. as a receiver not as a practitioner but yeah. um I, I was at a time in my life where you know i was i was going to therapy i was working with a coach you know i was like doing all of the things that yes. i was not that i knew to do and um one of my mentors at the time you know he, he just suggested he's like you know maybe there's another level of healing you haven't considered yet and he kind of just left yeah. it at that and then all of a sudden you know i'm like I think my brother, he got me a gift certificate to speak to this medium. Right. Um, and I was like, what is this? You know, and I'm open to all this stuff, you know, I'm yeah. fascinated by it. And so here within like, you know, two, three weeks, I, I have a call booked with a medium. I, I have a, some shamanic healing sessions booked with another person. Uh, my wife um, was kind of exploring this a little bit as well. And she yeah. found this woman who was like a intuitive guide i think she called herself and you know within like a couple of weeks i'm having these um conversations and each one we're all pointing to the same thing um, yes. and, and i did a past life reading as well um with amy moscow who's who's part of yeah. our community here yeah. and they almost all all four of them said pretty much the same thing about my past life, like where my current journey is like headed and where I'm going and like where my opportunities are. And I was just like, I was blown away. I couldn't, it all made so much sense. And there was such an intuitive knowing yes, um, in the experience for myself. I'm like, this is the, like, this is the truth or this is, this is what's next. And it was, I mean, it was, it was exciting. It was a little scary too. And it was a little like, confronting because like it was calling me forth to really look yes. at what i need to do right really look at like okay now you have this information great awareness what are you going to do with it yes and it you know required me to really but, but it, it's like all about remembering isn't yes. it because you yes. know it it's yes. in your cellular level yes but you've forgotten about it and then also whatever's going on in this life is yep. enough to handle let alone what you messed up in a past life that you need to go and have a look at and yep. there's a book i read recently it's all about compression and expansion and he's saying that 
when the chaos is going on, it's compression. So whether that is you getting ill or having a realization, that's the compression bit. And then when you've learned the lesson from that realization, then that's the expansion then, and that's taking you up to the next level. Mm. Yeah, really interesting. Because yeah. I also had the past life stuff as well that people have told me who I've been and what I've done and mm -hmm. why I'm now here as like a karmic thing to repair stuff yeah. that I may have messed up or because I have that knowledge I'm here and when I'm mature enough hopefully it won't be too long because I'm getting on a bit of the minute <laughs> to be able to use that to put it out there to do whatever it is that I've agreed in my soul contract to do yeah mm. yeah when um <clears throat> one of the things I wanted to know or um to learn uh in a like in my past life reading was the relationship that you know, have I had previous relationships with my son, right? Like right. Have, have my son and my, my son's almost two. Um, it was a very challenging journey to get him here. We almost lost him. It was just very traumatic right. for all of us, if you remember. And then, sure. yeah. um, you know, he's here and he's amazing and he's perfect. And, and um, I wanted to learn about it. And, and what was, what was, what I discovered was that, yes, we've had many lifetimes together and, um, I won't go into the specific details, but we have had relationships yes. in the past. And one of the relationships was one where I was, I was younger and he was older. He was just like old man in this village and was very secluded and isolated. And, and we had developed a relationship, which really brought him, brought him out and got, you know, allowed him to be a more full expression of himself. Yeah. And after that session with that past life reading, I walked out of my office and I walked into my living room and there my son was sitting with my wife and I swear to God, the old man looked right at me. I wow. saw the old man in my son's eyes and it was just like blew me back. And I was like, Oh my God, there he is. And it was such like a cool experience. Like, Hey, we've been here before. Yes. Like our, our relationship transcends. Because when you do that, though, it's not just healing for you; it's healing for him, isn't it? Oh yeah, because you put it all, all correct back in whenever. Yeah. And so now, then that carries on because everybody thinks that time is linear, but it isn't. Everything's happening at the same time, so it's not really a past life; it's another life. Yeah. And so on, and we've all swapped. And then when you start sorting things like that out, then you start changing timelines and doing different things. Yep. You know, everything has to shift again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, so I work. My, my grandson, um, he got ill about when he was about two, mm. and my son and his wife aren't really into this anyway. He was whinging and whining, and I picked him up and I turned my back on him, and I started giving him a bit of a healing, and he started then giggling and laughing, and I put him down. But he got ill again about a year ago, and again I picked him up and I started to he send him healing and stuff like that, and then the next breath he turned and he says. That's enough, granddad. I'm all right now. And I just put wow. it down on and it, I went, wow. He's he coming knew. knowing. He knows what's going on already. Yeah. And then I said to my son, like, oh, you're, your son's special. And he just looked at me thinking, oh, it's granddad speak. But no, he's special. He's coming. He knows. So I haven't got a clue what he's going to be when he grows up. <laughs> wow. Wow. How cool. I mean fascinating right fascinating yes. yeah and i think i think um 
I've heard and I've even experienced that that you know ch- children are much more connected to this type of stuff at this age. Like they're yes. they're just open to it, right? Like they're yeah, because they haven't been um, programmed yet, and right? They, yeah. So yes, right. And like, they're still at a higher vibration because they're still natural, neutral stuff like that. Yeah, they're still like pure essence, yes. like they're pure spirit. Yeah, they're yes. pure beings. They haven't been corrupted yet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. what um so if you were to give you know the folks listening um you know maybe uh, some advice or um some of your wisdom to partake for them to to you know move on into their life with like what what would you say kev okay so the biggest thing for me and what i try to help my clients with is soul contracts so when you're upstairs before you're born and you're talking to your guides and guardian angels and your higher self and you agree that you want to experience certain things in this life and some of those things may be quite harsh um, depending on how or your soul wants to advance if you like so anyway you write your story and you star in your film and you get your t-shirt up there and you go yeah, I'll do that. That's easy. Yeah, I'll have some of that as well. And oh, yeah, go on, lay it on. Yeah, I'll have a bit of icing on the cake. Yeah, I'll do that too. And then you get born and you've forgotten totally your soul contract. Mm. So people come into your life as you've agreed. When they enter soul left, and it might be your bully or it might be your abusive dad or whatever, they do what they do to you. And then they exit stage right and they leave you in the middle of this blubbering mess that's then got to sort out all this emotional issues. And as hard as it may be, if you can step back, especially more as an adult, as a child, it's a bit harder to do because you don't understand. But say to yourself, what the hell did I want to learn from this? And then as soon as you ask those questions and hopefully you start to have realizations and then you find that most of it will disappear. And I'm not saying that it may not come around and challenge you again because they have it of doing that and it goes in a spiral, you know, until you fully dealt with it. And then unfortunately you probably agreed to something else and then that comes in and you got to do the same thing with that. So <clears throat> it's just, I don't know, it's, it's absolutely amazing the more you go and look at this and work out what it is that you've tried or what you need to learn to advance yourself however i do know that once i go home i'm going to get hold of my higher self and i'm going to give him such a slap it's unbelievable (laughs) (laughs) you wanted me to do what yeah but the people that normally come in and teach you the harshest lessons are the ones that love you the most in spirit because they're mm. the only ones really that want to step up to the plate and be hated by you, you know, maybe while you're here or whatever. But obviously when you get back home, you realise you see the bigger picture and stuff, but they're the ones that loved you the most to come and teach you the harshest lesson. As hard as that may be to get your head round. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like, you know, sometimes love doesn't feel like love even though it is yes you know like harsh love if you like yeah yeah tough love or yeah like how how but yeah i think some of the 
some of the most loving things that have been um, said to me were some of the hardest things also here. You know, in the yes. moment it was, you know, triggered all my stuff and you know, I wanted yes. to fight or push back against it. But like in hindsight, I was like, wow, that was one of the most loving things you could have done for me because then it allowed me to, you know, make this change or get responsible yes. for my, my behavior or, uh, you know, push me into my healing, like whatever it was. Yes. And um, you know, I think like some of my mentors and coaches were some of those people. And my wife, my wife is probably yeah. my, <laughs> my number one person who says, <laughs> says it like it is. And, you know, yes. I try to make her wrong, but she never is, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, um, how can people find you, Kev, if they wanted to pick up this conversation a bit more or learn more about you and what you do? Well, I have a website. <clears throat> I'm, I used to go under the name of Connective Therapies, but now I've got this website that I was going to use jointly with my ex-partner. However, I, it describes more about what I do. So the website is www the uncommon heartfelt touch.com mm. and through that i can either work remotely or in person over in the uk where i am i have a bit of a, a circuit going on where i have different venues that i will go and do on different days of the month as well as working from home and stuff like that nice but i'm open to anything talking podcasts I do do a bit of shamanic journeying with drums, you know, people to meet power animals, stuff like that. Cool. Um, I don't know where the next part of my journey is taking me because hopefully today I've integrated all this stuff that was waiting at my back to find out what that's going to do. But apparently part of my journey is I'm supposed to teach, mm. whether that's just healing or having conversations like this. I don't know, but whatever it is, I'm hoping they're going to show me and lead me and give me the tools to be able to do the job. So yes. So you can find me on the website. I'm also on Facebook under the uncommon heartfelt touch as well, or in person under Kev bear Bailey, because as you can see, I'm a bit of a hairy bugger. Mm -hmm. uh, and I work with a female brown bear, which according to native American law is the strongest or one of the strongest healers. Mm. Uh, so under hypnotherapy, I had a really brilliant experience where I met her. I was playing with her and getting to know her. And then the next minute, I was inside her. Wow. And she was running and I could feel the muscles and the sinew and I could see through her eyes and smell and all her senses. They just came alive to it. It was absolutely amazing. So that's really sealed the deal between me and her. Yeah. You know, fact that we managed to get that close yeah yeah fascinating fascinating mm. um and you know as we wrap up the thing the thing i'm just so present to is how this was um all like this work right was so known to us as humans so long ago and yes. just gave up on it or forgotten it yeah you, know, you, you mentioned um one of my first coaches like in this the statement means more and more like the older I get and the, the deeper I get into, you know, all kinds of work and healing modalities yes. is um, your whole job is just to remember who you are. 
you know, yes. like this, this remembering that you mentioned before. And it's, yeah. it's so, it's so true. And I feel like when I'm, you know, you know, I'm, I'm making some different moves in my own personal business right now. And it's just like, you feel like you just get connected right into the path and you're like, boom. Yes. Oh, and it's like a whole part of like your DNA wakes up. And, and it's um, funny how it goes in cycles as well, because recently right. I've been getting quite a few people that have approached me who are suicidal. And then my mother, she passed um, last year. Mm. She was in her 80s, and she, but she was confined to a chair or a bed. So it was death by daytime TV. Mm. But she was in a lot of pain, but she, her head was still working. Her brain was still going. And so I used to go down and see her and I'd say to her mother, do you want a healing? Ah, oh, you think you're bloody Jesus you are and all that. You can't do that. Anyway, I used to give her a healing. And once I used crystals and once we finished, she nicked the crystals off of me and wouldn't give them back because they were helping <laughs> her hands. But she's now, now she's passed. I've had a couple of mediums tell me that mother's up there and she says, when I was, what I'm doing now is like I'm healing with two fingers. And the other eight are going to kick in. I don't know the half of what I can do. And I don't. Right. You know, and I suppose I've got to do my work to get to a certain level. So it's like, you know, you do your, I don't know what your grade you have over there, GCSEs or CSEs at school, and then you go on to college and then university. And so I'm still going up and learning and going through the ranks. And then the more I learn and the more mature I get, hopefully then I can use the energies that are coming in and bring it on. Cause I'm ready. Yeah. 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 I'm just so present to like your willingness and openness and um, yes. being that vessel, you know, like yeah. to, to help, <laughs> to, yeah. to help on every plane possible. You know, it's fascinating. fascinating. Cause the other thing as well is if you try to resist, spirit have a size 11 yeah and they will try to get you to fulfill your soul contract no matter what so i get a little bit upset with people that say oh my guy's all fluffy and he won't let me do this and he won't go is he hell if you've agreed you got to do something your guide's job is to get you to go and do it yes mm -hmm. you have free will but he's going to do or her is going to do their utmost to make you attain whatever it is that you decided you wanted to achieve while you're here. Yeah. So they ain't fluffy. You know, they ain't pink and they ain't, well, they're, they're all light and love, but they're right. Like we said earlier, it's tough love. It's harsh love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I had, um, I heard this this week that, you know, God or spirit of the universe will um, keep breaking your heart until you leave it open. Yes. And that, that just really resonated with me. Um, <clears throat> Nick, you know, you're going to keep getting these life lessons until you, to you learn from them or till yes. you step into, you know, the messaging or you step into the opportunity that they're presenting for you. And it may not always feel good. No, <laughs> no, More times than not, not, it probably doesn't, but like, yeah. you know, that's, that's part of, I think that remembering. Well, it's like know? these suicidal people that are coming to me at the moment. It's just that mm. they're getting overwhelmed with their lessons. They're feeling yeah. acute, they're too harsh. And so they think the easy way out, whether mm. it's easy or not, mm. is to do the dodgy deed. Yeah. But if they do do the dodgy deed, and it may be in some people's contracts to do that, but they've got to come back and do it all again. Right. 
So they might as well get it over and done with this time. And hopefully the next life, if they have one, won't be anywhere near as harsh as this one. Yeah. Yeah. A sense of peace comes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, bring a a good point too, is, you know, I think that in generally uh, we go under supported, we don't have the level of support. I think we need as individuals, you know, we're very individualistic, right. That sense Mm -hmm. of community, that sense of, um, like tribe, I guess is, is kind of gone. Yes. And, um, you know, like my life dramatically shifted when I was actually open to receive from other people, you know, and that was in many yes. ways it was, you know, through like, Hey, I actually need a therapist and Hey, I actually should be doing some 12 step, you know, recovery yeah. work. Hey, you know, I should <laughs> talk to these shamans and like all this stuff. And it was, but we're programmed not to, aren't we? Right. Because the weakness. people that are in control. Yeah. Yeah. don't want us connecting to source and the universe nope. because they want to control us and as soon as we do that they've lost control yeah and so we're programmed and corrupted and whatever to believe what they're telling us if we allow it rather than connecting direct to source right right mm. great point yep. yes well, Kev, we are just about out of time. I mean, I feel like I could talk to you for the rest of the day. <laughs> the rest of the day. So, it might be all day. It's getting night here. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're me heading to bed here. Saying, yeah, yeah. I'm just getting I need day. my beauty sleep, as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Um, well, Kev, I can't thank you enough for your, your time, your wisdom, your openness. Thanks for just sharing so open and vulnerably with where you're at in relationship and, you know, really where you're you're being called to to serve next you know it's super cool and I'm, I'm very excited to see how this plays out and i'm just so um admire you know inspired and and admire you know how open you are to whatever's next it's really beautiful man thank you for the invite and the opportunity bob and it's been great to meet you at last yeah finally i feel like this conversation has been a long time coming so i'm, I'm glad uh glad yeah. we, we made it work so Real. all right all right thanks so much we'll talk thank soon. you right. cheers bob thanks bye. bye thanks very much for listening to this world game changers podcast episode hopefully you found it interesting and helpful drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have and he'll be more than happy to respond remember the world is changing how will you respond